You are listening to the ABC Business Show, and here are your hosts, Kerry, Elise, and MJ. Hello, and welcome to the ABC Business Show, where we help entrepreneurs make their dreams a reality. Hey, good morning. My name is Kerry, and I am one of the co-hosts of the ABC Business Show. And as always, I am joined by MJ and Elise. Hello, ladies. How are you? Hey, good morning. Welcome to our great show today. We are so excited about today's show. So the reason we are excited about today is that we have our very first special guest on our podcast. So uh, we've had the podcast now for nearly a year, and we were ready to start inviting uh, guests to come in and join us so that they could also share their experience and and background uh, with you as well. So our very first special guest is Mike Aguilero. So I am super excited that Mike is here today. So hi, Mike. Hey, super excited to be with everybody. Thank you so much for being here. So I first met Mike back in 2015. He was the keynote speaker at the very first Profit First conference that Mike Michalowicz hosted in New Jersey. And I remember Mike Michalowicz had just like recruited me into Profit First like two weeks before and all of a sudden I'm Mm. in New Jersey at this conference. And then uh, Mike Aguilero uh, closed out the conference and was just amazing to listen to. And then he came back a few years later. And I think it was that one we were smashing wood on the stage, I think, or maybe that was the first one. And then this latest time, he was with us in September of 22, and it was a closing keynote again. And this time he had this holding mousetraps. I'm like holding this mousetrap in my hand, like hoping I'm not going to like lose a finger or something. Um, but as always, just so powerful. And Mike is one of those guys that I can listen to for hours without losing focus or getting bored. I've just been doing the One Life training with him in December. And he's like, yeah, it's probably going to go for about two hours. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, like I am going to be like so like, you know, distracted and everything. But Mike just keeps you totally engaged and entertained. So um, it's, uh, it's a pleasure to have you on our podcast today, Mike. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Wow. 2015. Just talk about like snap and seven years later. So, yeah, I'm right? excited <laughs> to be here with all you guys. And it does time does start to just go super quick, right? Mm hmm. It does. It does. Absolutely. My weekend went fast because I was listening to your YouTube videos all weekend. So (laughs) it was great. If you want to laugh, um, MJ, go back to just go back to the very first uh, YouTube video where I had all the excuses in the world of why I shouldn't do videos. And then there's somewhere I'm like holding a watermelon. And there's just something to be said at, um, you know, evolution over time, if you commit to it. Because if you go back then, I cringe watching those videos. Even They're great value, but man, if you just look at technology and, and then how you advance over time, everything can really change. Just your personal growth. Like we have the same story with our podcast. You know, everyone kept telling us, we were like, we're not ready. We're not ready. We're not ready. They're like, just do it. Just yeah. go and start the podcast because you will grow as you do it. And you, yes, you'll cringe at the first few. And yes, we do, <laughs> but just do it. And, and we have just done, come so far. So good. Yeah. So Mike, tell us a little bit about your first business. Cause I just think that's such an awesome story. Gold medal service. So how were you able to grow it to a multi-million dollar company before you sold it? Yeah, it actually started out as a gold medal electric. Cause I came out of a vocational school in 1988 um, as an electrician. Well, at least you think you're an electrician. And then after working for a very short period of time for people, I learned like, I am just not a good employee. 
Like I have all my own ideas. I'm pretty sure that everything my boss was doing was really, really stupid. So I thought I'll go into my own business. I'll be brilliant. I just ended up stupid like him, right? <laughs> and that that's what happened. You think you could do it so different, but you, you can't do it different without different uh, skills and different thinking. And from there, I like grinded it out for like 10 to 12 years. I mean, really just going to people's homes, fixing their electric. Me and my partner and one guy, we'd work seven days a week. And this is not like your parents, you know, walk 40 miles in the snow barefoot. It was seven days a week just to survive. And, but there was, there was a couple turning points for me and maybe the listeners, maybe you'll find your turning point today. Um, The one turning point was getting ready to have my first uh, child, my son, Michael. And I just remember going home. uh, My wife was in the hospital with the baby and going home and putting together one of those, uh, you know, those gliding rocking chairs, right? So she could do the Mm -hmm. whole comfortable breastfeeding thing. I remember putting it together and sitting in the chair and just breaking down crying, saying, oh my God, I I turned into my dad. I'm going to work a million hours, seven days a week. My kids will never see me. I'm going to be this like hardworking, missing uh, human. So that was, that was a big turning point. And then also my business partner was at a point of fatigue that he came in one morning and says, Hey, I'm, I'm out. I thought like we used to eat these empanadas and stuff off these lunch trucks. I thought he had a case of the craps or something, you know, I was like, Oh, no problem. I'll see you tomorrow. He's like, I'm not coming back. So, you know, there's these turning points. And at that turning point, I started to say, you know, hang on, maybe I just don't know what I'm doing. And I have to learn from people that have done it. And so if I fast forward that we were under a million dollars, we were probably doing about 750, 850 and killing ourselves to do it. And then we started to learn things, marketing, sales, operations, systems. Uh, And then I'll share as we go through the real big thing that changed everything. And then we grew it from under a million to 32 million. We did that in 10 years. We had 200 employees. So when when I was on stage in 2015, I still owned it. And then I sold that company in 2017. um, And I did a deal and all of you are in business. Um, I did a deal where I signed my name and walked away the next day. I never went back to the building again. And I still own the building. So they're still paying me rent on that. And um, yeah, so the first company that's, and we did plumbing, heating, cooling, electric, drain cleaning, like pretty much stuff broke in your house. We would come and fix it. And that's really where I got my, you know, learning to really grow and scale at the speed of light and remove all mind objections, right? Because I know people are talking about employees today, like, oh, you know, it's hard to get employees. You know, to go from a couple to 200, I don't think it was ever easy, you know? Yeah. So yeah. Did your business partner come back after he said he was leaving? Or he, he, did, he did, because when he, when he, I said, we needed a couple of days to process. And I said to him, I have an idea. Like, we have to find, it was like this brilliant, you know, revelation. Like, we have to find people that know how to do this. And he was willing to like test it out and try it. And, um, you know, we went, we joined an organization, like I'm sure a lot of you have done, and we took a chance. And back then it was um, VCR tapes and big books of manuals. Not like today, I'm not saying it's super easy today, but it is way easier than popping in VCR tapes, (laughs) having to be in front of your TV in your home. It's not like you got in your car and put your VCR recorder 
on your <laughs> dash of your car, right? Today, you're driving and you're, you're in a constant state of evolving your brain. Back then, you know, and if you didn't, I didn't have a great VCR recorder. So every now and then, you know, you got that. Oh, can yeah. you relate like that whole thing? And you're trying to rewind it with <laughs> your fingers and, and stuff like that. So yeah, uh, he did come back and I was excited he came back. Awesome. So would you say there was one particular area in your business that you worked on initially that helped it to, you know, evolve into what it became? Or was it kind of just, you know, all the different areas at the same time? Yeah. You know, after in, in 2014, yeah, 2014, um, I decided that we were already doing pretty good in, in what was called gold medal service. And I wanted to start teaching others. And this will come back to what really I figured out. And, but by teaching others, and we grew a company called CEO Warrior, I grew that into the top training and implementation organization for helping people in plumbing, HVAC, electrical. Um, we grew it to high eight figures. I sold that in 2020 in the middle of a pandemic when everyone else was panicking. I created another opportunity. And that gets to my point of what I figured out. I figured out through the whole journey, everything I was fighting against was my mind. Wow. It, it was my mind. It was my thinking process. Like my framing was like, my dad had to struggle. So I guess I have to struggle, right? Mm -hmm. This is, you're just have a vocational school education. So you can't have more because you, you, you need degrees and certifications, which I didn't have. But what I did have now looking back in time, I was in constant state of evolving my thinking on how my mind works. And you'll be, you'll be amazed when you start to look the biggest problem in people's growth today is resistance, resistance in their thinking, right? It's the shame. It's the guilt. It's the traumas. It's the, I was bullied when I was a kid. And you think because you're not getting bullied today, which most people that were bullied as a kid are still getting bullied somewhere today in some form. If you just go back in time and change that, boom, everything changes. So that was actually, it was the X factor of growing is your mind. And a friend of mine put it simple, and I'll, I'll leave you with this one. We'll open it back up. Other stuff is you cannot grow a million dollar company with a hundred thousand dollar mind. And you can't grow a $10 million business with a $1 million identity. Identity is everything. And, and identity people think is like, oh, I just dress up. Look, no, no, no. Identity is the ability to frame yourself, to build yourself into the human that can get to your desired result. Now, look, your greatest dreams, everybody here and everybody listening, your greatest dreams in the future, they're already built. They're waiting for you to catch up to it. Now, I'm going to settle in for everybody a minute. Yeah, that, that is so a mindset is you. It's everything. Mindset's everything. And, yeah. and, you know, it's interesting because I, um, I help to mentor youth. So I, I work with high school kids oh, and um, teach uh, a program that really opens up that mindset. And, uh, you know, you think, what can I possibly say? You know, these guys come from completely different backgrounds from me. And I always think, what, how are they going to identify with me? My background was very different from theirs. Um, how do you do that? How do you get people to identify with you? Yeah. Well, first, let me, let me, uh, Carrie probably knows where I'm going to go. Let me open the door about the concept of mindset. Okay. I was examining um, a couple of years ago and I started to think of words, like what, what does a word really mean and what's the outcome of the word? 
And I remember just like maybe some of you, like my my grandmother, my grandfather with their old wrinkly fingers saying, you got to change your mindset, kid, you know? And I started to think of this word mind and set. And I mm-hmm. said, well, wait a second, if I poured concrete in my mind and it's set, would it change? Would it grow? And the answer is no, set is still. I think it's all about mind growth. And because everyone here listening is not looking for a new mindset. They're looking for new mind growth. Now we want to anchor the growth so you don't rewind time. So how do we get people, like, how do I get people to engage in this concept or the at least thought of, could I, you know, could I change, right? Could old dogs learn new tricks type thing? And I think when you give the framing of how people, like why they do things today, because I've also for years, my wife and I, we did teenage events where we would bring from the age of normally 14, 15 up to, uh, you know, early 20s, and we would bring them in. And I would start to say to them, like, why do you think the way you think? And let's timeline it back. Let's look like when you think in what they call a state of negative, which I... uh, Look, I hate using these words uh, because I don't believe there is negative and positive, right, wrong, good, bad. I think it's the definition you give it because one of you thinks one thing's negative and another person thinks that same thing is is positive. Just look at the political environment, right? Like, right. But if you could take that out and say there is no negative and positive and, and you could start to ask somebody, where did you, and, and everybody's going to want to write this down, like whose thought is that? Whose thought? The thought you just had, whose thought is that? Is that your thought, your mom's thought, your wife's thought, your husband's thought, your neighbor's thought? How do you know it's your thought? And then the second one that I tell everybody to think about is, is that thought still true? And do you want it to be true? Is money evil? Is, do you have to kill yourself to get more money, right? Do you have to live in a certain area? Like when you start questioning your programmed truths, and start saying, that's not my truth no more. Everything shifts and changes. And that's how people start to say, okay, I want more of this because they they don't want more information. They want a new result, right? Right. Mm-hmm. I think uh, a friend of mine, Joe Polish, brilliant marketer too. I think he's the first one I heard say is like, people don't want to buy a drill. They need a hole, Right. Yeah. So that's the desired result that they're going for. Mm-hmm. Awesome. All right. That was that was awesome, by the way. So, Mike, when as you look back, was there a catalyst to all of this way of thinking? Was there one particular person or an event you went to? What started it? Yeah, I, I would say there's two great uh, situations that are catalyst. One is I always say I'm a great survivor of a vicious uh, mother. Uh, father divorce. I don't know if anybody listening can relate to that. And that put me on my own when I was 15. And so one, I started to learn as a young kid about like how not to have a relationship and being from uh, an Italian family. My dad was Italian. My mom was not Italian. You know, there's a lot of hot tempers. So that was a catalyst of me starting to question, like, do I even know how I want to live someday? And then number two was when I was young and 15 going to school, I got jumped by five gang members. Now, I did not live in, don't don't put me in some great Netflix movie where I lived in gangland and stuff. It just <laughs> happened to a situation. And I ended up getting pinned against a, a wall while these guys were just running 
and hit me. And it's like, they didn't break me, but it, it made an impact on me. That made me start martial arts. And because I made a commitment that that will never happen in my life again. And that was, that was the biggest catalyst for me. In martial arts, one, I really started to understand discipline and focus and accountability. And through martial arts, I learned a, a word. And I'll give everybody the word. And, and I hope you'll consider adopting this word for more than maybe it is for you today. Through it, I learned the word mastery. Mastery. Mm-hmm. And mastery, the word mastery was not the old, you know, Kung Fu master on top of the mountain with the big white beard and the, and the tiger or cat eyes. Mastery is being better tomorrow than you are today intentionally because mm-hmm. you want to be. And in that world with my martial arts instructors, which I trained with one, uh, Chris Rossman, for 18 years, he really started to open up my thinking of just body, mind, and spirit connection, and how this stuff really plays a a, a part in life. He made me understand things. Like I'll share a concept. Like one thing he helped me understand, he says, because he watched me starting to create success in my life. He said, just remember, when you buy these material things, you'll either own them or they'll own you. Wow. That sat with me for a long time, because as you become more successful, you buy more things, you fill more things. And, and isn't it amazing? Actually, people that become more successful, actually, people don't realize it. They actually become more upset and more disappointed and more frustrated because as this thing expands, they, they keep craving the next thing they want, the next bigger home, the next, uh, you know, better car. And they start to lose what they're really seeking, which is like, no car will make you love more right? No car will unlock that part in you that you shut down. So, you know, looking through martial arts, it has been one of the greatest catalysts in my life. And and I still train today and it's 30, I'm level 52 now. So it's, you know, over three decades of committing to, you know, the ability to move my mind with my body. And then it created this, you know, just spirit of not understanding anything but the result I desire. That's awesome. That's actually very awesome, Mike. Well (laughs) done. (laughs) Thank you. All right. Elise? Oh, you're done? Yeah. Okay. Well, awesome. Awesome. Mike, I have um, some really easy questions, I'm sure, after listening to everything you've said. But one of the things um, I wanted to kind of for our listeners is what is one habit that someone could change for 2023 <clears throat> that would impact them on the way that they think. And I just thought it was kind of weird. I came up with that question that matched just what you were talking about. Yeah. It's, it's actually, I would say the habit of no habit. It's the ability to actually change and test things. You know, people talk about all the time, at least they talk about consistency. And, Mm -hmm. you know, the interesting thing about consistency is it's not what they think. Because if I pick up, which I don't have a weight here, if I picked up a weight and I like, let's say I pick up a 25 pound weight and I just consistently curl this weight every day. Will my muscle grow this big? Will it hit the ceiling if I never stop? No. See, it doesn't. I believe in consistently changing things. I believe when people create routines of consistency, there's a point of saturation and it starts to rewind. And then instead of them knowing how to change, 
they they go back to where they were, right? And then all of a sudden they have to find a new method, a new system, right? And right. so people say to me like, hey, what do you do? They're always curious about my morning because I love they put this, um, they put me on this very high pedestal. Like I must get up and cold plunge and I must <laughs> meditate and I must like, you know, do all this stuff in the morning and you're probably up at 5 a.m. I am like, thank you for the credit. Uh, this morning, I was still laying in bed at 7.30. I was Facebooking <laughs> and like, it's so far from what people think. And then someone told me, they said, well, you know, it's proven if you go on Facebook in the morning, like you will not be as successful as you can. So I said to that person, I said, how are you doing in your business? And he says, horrible. I said, well, you should wake up and go on Facebook in the morning because <laughs> it's, you know, when you start to look at things, People tell me like, I don't watch the news because it's bad. I said, no, no, you don't watch the news because you don't know how to control your own mind. I could watch the news all day long. It doesn't affect me. I could be on Facebook because when you understand control of yourself, control of your own mind, control of your own body, these outer limits, things that people have told you, well, if you do that, you're going to cluck like a chicken. It's like, well, no, I have a choice if I'm going to cluck like a chicken. So, so the thing about habits that I would want everybody to know is if you are the test, try something. If it gets you moving forward, keep doing it some. If it stops, change immediately. Change yeah. is going to be the, it is the one constant, but it's the constant that people fight against. You, you should love the change. So, I mean, every day I'm trying a new, a new product, a new, thing a new I, I i'm always in a state of just trying something new and see will that move me just a little bit um further i do think if you did want the one fail safe like mike i don't like that you gotta give me something okay <laughs> there is something that i still do um 30 years later and never stopped i'll give it to you guys i never go to bed without my next day planned saturday sunday Seven days a week, I have my plan written before I go to sleep. And that's because somebody taught me, they said, look, do you want to sleep better? Because I'd love to sleep better. And they said, have your plan for the next day written out. You'll sleep better. That night, I wrote my first plan out and I slept amazing. I didn't know why. So I reached back out to the guy and I said, hey, I slept amazing. He goes, yes. Because instead of giving your brain a task to do to remember all these things that have to happen, you put it on your paper. Your brain did not have to work all night doing that. And I've never stopped doing that for over three decades now. So there is one habit that I think is a habit of the most successful humans on planet today. And I love that, that consistently changing, because one thing I've always said, um, I always remember a pastor years ago who said, if nothing changes, nothing changes. And I remember when he said that, it made me stop and think. And I was like, okay, nothing changes, nothing changes. But I feel like I'm now going to sort of like, you know, take that to the next level of you know, consistently changing um, just to uh, you know, encourage people uh, to do that when we're talking to clients and so forth. Because I think the people do get stuck in that mindset and not thinking about that mind growth and, you know, and the mind power. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I love that. Uh, you know, I, this great book, The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy, they, they mention. Um, having to make adjustments, right? And they talk about, hey, if you if you got on a plane in Boston and you wanted to go to LA, do you think that that pilot just sets it 
and forgets it, says, hey, this is where I'm going. No, because they're going to run into weather. They're going to run into wind. They're going to, they have to constantly be making small adjustments to make sure they end up in LA and not in Seattle, right? So it's the same in business. We, we will try, we will work through things, we'll test, we'll measure, we'll, you know, take good data and then make those slight little tweaks and those changes that make it better. Yeah, I think it's, uh, you know, a lot of people actually suffer from lack of clarity. You know, when I would speak at, which I do still speak some, um, I don't go out. That's not what I do full time, find places to speak. I, and, and just so you guys know, like I only go on podcasts if I believe in what the people are talking about and I believe in who they are, that they're good people. I don't just do this all day long. So you guys are great people or I wouldn't be here. And when I'm speaking um, in front of crowds, I would say, like, who wants to make more money? And their hands always go up. And I walk up to someone and I'd give them a dollar. And I say, there you go. You made more. Go leave. Yeah. Well, no, I need more than that. I go, oh, so I'd give them a five. I said, you can leave now. I said, I need more. I said, well, I don't know what more is. So, like, people really are suffering from getting the clarity, like it has to be so clear that you could take one step forward and feel yourself sitting in that moment. That's how the brain works. Mm-hmm. And, and when you have that, and I am a big believer in uh, leverage and reward. Do, do you guys want me to talk a minute about leverage and reward? Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. Okay. So I just did this. Uh, my brother, well, first off, my brother's got a really good haircut. It's like new for him. And my wife says, you should go see his barber. Cause I guess well, I've been trying to force my wife to cut my hair forever because it's super convenient. She does a great job. She's like, you should go see your brother's barber. So it's only my second visit to the barber. And I'm telling him like, he's telling me how he wants to grow his company. I'm like, you should do uh, from the chair, like literally interview me or someone right from the barber chair why they're getting a cut. And so he says, yeah, it's a great idea. So I don't want to hear a great idea. When are you going to do this great idea? And I said, at any time you could say, I don't want to do it. I'm good with that but do you want to do it? He says, yeah. I said, by when? He said, by the end of the month. So I said, okay, well, give me, I, I need some leverage because how will I know you will do it? So we go back and forth. And I said, uh, he doesn't understand leverage. I said, how about this? You don't do, you don't do the podcast or this video show. Um, you cut my hair for a year for free. He says, well, I would just cut your hair a year for free anyway, just to pick your brain while I'm cutting your hair. So I'm like, well, that doesn't work as leverage. <laughs> So I start giving him an example because look, the brain wants to run away from pain. I, so I give him an example. I said, look, I had a woman um, who's growing her business and the leverage was if she didn't get her task done and hire somebody, I think it was in 30, 60 days, she had to sleep a night while five people dressed in clown outfits had to stare at her while she's sleeping. Now she's afraid of clowns. Another one of my clients, she agreed she had beautiful long hair that she was going to shave it off on stage. Whoa. So now- if you guys think and you tell me something like, hey, we're going to go do this and you have that kind of leverage, you're like, I am going to do it. So we settle. I'm like, uh, for appropriateness, I'll use different language here. I said, uh, okay, we couldn't figure. I said, do you eat dog poop? He goes, no, I don't eat that. I said, okay, well, will you if you don't get it done? He says, I will. And I said, can I film it? He goes, you <laughs> can film it. He goes, well, where will we get it? I said, I have a dog. And she's 12 <laughs> years old. And you don't want to eat that poop. So, so that's the leverage. But see, the brain will run from that. What's number two? The reward. The reward has to be so nice. 
So he settles, the barber settles on, um, he's wanted to go to this nice sushi place or something in New York City. It's a little costly. He hasn't been there. And he's like, I love it. And I could see the passion in his face to go experience it. See, when you have leverage, pain, and you have reward, your brain, you don't have to tell it to do this, will work and design itself to go to reward and run from leverage. Now, doesn't work all the time. I did have some employees. They decided they, if they didn't get it done, they were going to eat live goldfish. And they did that. This was probably about 10 years ago. I probably wouldn't do that today. I'd probably get sued or something. (laughs) But if you just imagine, and all of you have had a form of leverage at one time, either by design or not by design, you had it. Maybe you had a child and that created some new leverage or you were pushed against a corner to get a timeline and, and, and the timeline created leverage. So I think if you, the listeners could think about adapting that in this year is one, where do I want to go? I want to build. I want, I don't want to be debt free. And you guys are, you, you're very smart about financial stuff. I mean, I think when you make a commitment of clarity, when I was 28, my wife and I, before we were 28 in our twenties, we made a commitment debt free by 28. Now I'm not saying that's a bad thing because some debt's good. I just wanted the freedom to never worry about it. And I've never had debt since I'm 28 years old and I'm level 52. Now, why? Clarity. Number two, leverage. Leverage was if anything happened to me, I never wanted my wife to worry about it. So, so that, was, that was a big reward, her to never have to worry. What was the, um, the leverage? Well, if I didn't do that, I had in my mind, like I was literally going to have to eat stuff and, and like do stuff you wouldn't imagine. So <laughs> I was going to win just like you'll win if you do that strategy too. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. My goodness. You practically answered, answered my next question, Mike. It's so great, but I do work with my clients about, you know, this working smarter, not harder. It's so true. And it is that leverage thing, you know, and focus and clarity. I love all of those words. It was so perfect. Um, But, and I know that's something that you talk about. So I'm assuming there's a little bit different twist than what we were just talking about. How do you help people with that? Yeah, I'm not sure you want to work smarter. I think you want to work different. You want to work different because people don't really know smarter today. They they only live in their own little world and their their own little bubble, right? So they don't know any different uh, from it. I think what people want to consider is what is the skill set that they don't have? Like, what is the thing that they feel they're lacking? Um, I love, I did a training years ago with somebody and they called it the traits of the greats. And what I loved about the traits of the greats is everybody you admire, you don't admire the person, if it's Abraham Lincoln or Tony Robbins or Dan Kennedy or any any brilliant person on Mike McCallowitz, you don't admire them, you admire their traits. Like Mike McCallowitz, I admire his traits. Man, when I'm around him, I laugh all the time. It could be a quick little Zoom. He's got me, you know, laughing my ass off. But it's the trait of his personality. So I think if people look at this and say to themselves, hey, what traits could I take on and what trait do I need to move my company forward, right? And a lot of the traits, like if you look at a life wheel, I'll tell you something, what they think is holding them back is probably not it. 
Like, look at the life wheel. If you're re- any one of you, if your relationship, it's a week where you're just in an argument with your partner, whatever that is, how does your business do? Not good. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's changing what's not obvious shifts everything because they might be feeling like they're fighting against instead of fighting with. And then all of a sudden, because if you if you have turmoil at home, how could you have peace of mind to even see what you might be lacking to take your business to the next level? So I think it just goes back to peeling back the, the onion there and looking a little bit and saying, okay, let's peel it back. What is, what am I, because from their perspective, I bet they go home exhausted thinking they're working really hard, right? Which normally, and I'm sure you guys do this too. I normally, when um, I'm working with a client and they tell me they have no time, I go to the deadliest project ever, like hardest thing to commit, right? Time study, right? Every 15 minutes, tell me every single thing you're doing. Like literally, I want to know you clicked your phone, went to the bathroom, washed your hands, pet the dog. And then you start to see, well, wait, is it really working smarter or is it just really understanding how we're thinking about everything that's happening in life today? I hope that's helpful for everybody that's listening there. Well, it was definitely helpful um, for all of us. So I think our listeners are definitely going to win on this one. I appreciate that info. That's awesome. All right, great. So, you know, one thing that I noticed you mentioned today and also in some videos that I've watched is how beneficial it is to find people who think bigger than you. And, you know, that sounds simple, but it does not sound easy. What would you suggest, Mike, how people can find people like that? Yeah, I think it's think bigger or even think similar, but not think less, right? Because You know, one of the things that people say is, and you probably heard this, you become like the five people you surround yourself with. Yes, yes. I actually don't think that's true. I'll tell you why. Because if you put me with five broke-ass people, I don't know if you have to sleep (laughs) that out here or not, but five broke-ass people, guess what? I'm pretty sure I don't become broke. They become rich. I don't think it's who you're around. I believe it's how you're around those people. Okay. And- if you're around, like, I'll tell you, I've been around some of the top gurus in the world. They have this thing, like, they make you feel good, like, you're going to wait in the green room, right? And you go back there, and they have Fuji water and M&Ms or something. And then when you're back there, I've been around some of the most famous people around on, on the internet, on TV, and I'm listening to them. I'm like, whoa, these people are a train wreck. I'd <laughs> rather take five motivated people that are grinding it and just trying to figure it out and don't want to quit than one, what they would think is a guru and an expert. I always tell people like, you know, I, I have as many problems as I have solutions in my own life, right? I am not the old uh, wise one. I just experienced a lot of stuff that can move people, you know, quicker. So when you think about this for, you know, for people today, ask yourself, um, who do you want to get around, but why do you want to get around them? Do you really want their life? They might be smart, but you may not want their, their life. Some people that are out there today, you know, there's, uh, they love what the success they have in the front. They don't know the addiction they suffer with in the back. And I'm not talking addiction like drugs and alcohol. I'm talking like work addiction and, and these type of things where they can't never shut down, that they're missing. They see this one thing they're building and they're missing the life of everything else. They blink their eyes and all of a sudden, 
You know, they don't know who their kids are and stuff like that. But if you do want to get around with people, I will share something. Um, and, and most listeners may not be brave enough to do this. I remember sitting next to Jay Abraham at an event. Now, Jay Abraham's the highest paid consultant on earth, if people don't know. Yep. And I sat next to him. He was right here. I wouldn't even look at him. I didn't even feel like, oh my goodness, if he made eye contact with me, what would I say? This is like, this guy, I had him on a pillar so high. And then years later, I uh, donated to a donation and I got a half day with him. Actually, I did a post about today on social media. I got a half day with him. Two hours in, the guy, he melts my brain. Now I'm already doing 15, 18 million, something like that. So I'm pretty big thing out there. And he smokes my brain. I am like, so what do I do? I turn around and say, I, I have to master this guy. I have to learn from this guy. And to learn from him is a lot of money. But I didn't see the a lot of money. You know what I saw? How's it possible? How's it possible? Mm-hmm. He told me what he needed. I said, I don't have it. So how's it possible? What, what is every other strategy, idea, method we can do? And through that, we worked. I worked with him one-on-one for three and a half years. And I figured it out every year how to keep doing it. And by entering his world of his brain, I started to evolve. So, so a lot of times it's being brave enough to just go to that person and realize you have value too. Now, Jay Abraham's brilliant. I'm a brilliant martial artist. I'm pretty sure he's not going to kick my butt anytime soon. <laughs> I have a skill set that might value that he might value. And he has a skill set. My skill set is I later would have him on stages. And I could translate what he says when most other experts bring in Jay on stage. He talks in the crowd. They may not be as evolved at the level, but I, I had a skill set to translate it so everybody could understand it in a simple form of what he's complex and brilliant at. But the thing is this, first step, don't put anybody on a pedestal. Put them right next to you. Put them okay. right next to you. Because if you put someone high, you put yourself down. Number two, be brave enough to have a conversation with them. And number three, I did a, I did a call with uh, Kevin Harrington. He's one of the original sharks of Shark Tank. I don't know wow. if you guys know who he is. He's going to yep. actually speak at my event coming up in March. And I said to him, um, I want to get on a call. I have something might be interested uh, for you. But let's be clear. I want nothing from you. I am not calling you because I need anything from you. I have something that I feel you might have interest in, and I have no interest in it at all. So I got on a call with them, and I, I clarified. I said, hey, nice to meet you. It's the first time me. I want to let you know. This will be a call like you never had with anybody else because I need nothing from you. I want nothing. I desire nothing from your world. But I do have an opportunity that I feel could be a fit for you, and I want no piece of it. I want nothing. I just want to hand it over. If it's a fit, cool. He starts telling me about something else he's doing. I go, I got someone that probably be interested in that serve instead of going and take every one of you listening to this can give value to someone. I mean, somebody that's super wealthy and famous might be suffering with their relationship and you might have it figured out because you're together for 40 years in your relationship. So I think these, these action steps will serve you very well moving forward. If you want to connect and you guys know how many, how many private messages, Facebook, do you I just got one the other day, a guys like, Hey, do you want me to sell you more leads? I'm like, man, you didn't even like say, do you want a back massage first or something? Right? It's like, <laughs> that feels so dirty. Like, you didn't mm-hmm. even 
say hello or anything. You just came in for the kill. So I hope that's, uh, that makes sense for everybody listening there. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah. So awesome. much great information, Mike. Thank you so much. So, um, so tell us a little bit about your book, Mind Power, that I have seen sitting behind you on your shelf. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my, my, so I wrote, um, I don't, I lost count. This is like number 18 or 19 books I wrote. And then, but there's two favorite books. And I wish this one was actually first. The, the one favorite book that I wrote that, that would be value for anybody, it's called Secrets of Business Mastery. And I wrote that a long time ago. It's really good. Mind Power is really a book that has changed the game for people. Oh, there you go. That's, that's one of my favorite. It was my first book, but one of my, it took me almost two years to write it. You see, what I figured out is all the information in the world that you have. It's like, how many people have read Think and Grow Rich? Like, oh yeah, a bazillion people read it. And, and I would say, I spoke to 3000 people one time and I said, who read Think and Grow Rich? And every hand goes up. And then I said, okay, keep your hand up if you're wealthy and rich. And 98% of the hands, maybe more, 99 go down. And there's only mm-hmm. a handful. And I go, huh, that's what happened. After I sold the second company, um, CEO Warrior in 2020, I started to go back. I took a little break and went back in time and started to say like, what created successful people? What made people suffer? And that's what brought me to create Mind Power. I said, wow, this, this thing of the mind you know, and there's, there's like some simple, yeah, the thing I believe I did, maybe, maybe I didn't, you guys will, will tell me, but the thing that I like about the books that I write is they're very action driven. So it's like a concept and put it into action. Let me see this one I flipped to, and it's got these quotes. Like this one is the reality we think we live in is so much smaller than the reality we actually live in. Open your mind to discover a bigger reality. Isn't that the truth? People are playing a, a small game. And, you know, in here, it breaks down like really my thoughts about what an affirmation is and, and what thought word indeed is, you know, the interesting thing about words is it carries so much energy in your favor, right. Or, or not in your favor. Like, look at the word, like how many of us here have lost some weight, right? Lost weight. Yeah. How many of us here have had it come back with a vengeance and double? (laughs) So you think like, how do I got to do another thing? I got to do a keto thing, an eating thing, a fasting thing. But here's the one thing that you have to do first. Anything you tell your brain you lost. Oh, I lost 20 pounds. It wants to find it again. It's like, oh man, you lost 10 pounds. I won't let you down. Let me find you 20. Now, if you say release, hey, I released 20 pounds. The brain goes, oh, no need for this no more. Keep it away. And I've watched this one thing change it. For it. Now, look, I don't, I don't know if that works if you shove uh, you know, donuts in your mouth every day and you're like, I released this and you're eating Boston cream donuts <laughs> and stuff. But I will tell you that the thought is the first thing we have to check. The word, what do we actually say? And the deed is, what are you going to do with this information? It's just like this. If someone's not writing down right now and going, oh man, notes, notes, they got to take notes into actions. And the only way they'll take action is because they believe something that all of us said here is going to move them forward to, to the life they want. Like Carrie, as, as you heard, right? It's either a life by design or it's by default. You're yep. going to have a life 
But when it's by design, same thing. It's business by design or business by default, health by design or health by default. When you align these things, it's a game changer. And then everybody's coming to you like, how are you doing it? And you're like, I'm just thinking a little bit different. Just thinking a little bit different. Uh Yeah, that's just so, so powerful. And Mike, I could listen to you all day, as I said at the beginning, just, you know, you just keep people so engaged. And so um, you mentioned a little bit about you have an event coming up in March that my husband and I are both attending, was super excited about that. And that worked out perfectly because my parents are in from England. So I'm like, great, free babysitters and for the weekend as well. So uh, can you share a little bit about that event? It's called Change the Channel. Yeah, it's called Change the Channel. So you could go to Personal Growth 2023 to find out more about it. Change the Channel, we've done this virtually. We haven't done it in person. Change the Channel is about switching your identity. It's about getting rid of this identity that's been holding you back, the things that have been restricting you, the stories that you have. Like I used to have this story that I had to struggle because I struggled as a kid. And what if we could just grab a knob and go, click. Now, most of the people in my world probably can relate to having a TV not like today, when you were young and like you had to bang it a little bit and, and you had to keep turning that dial and you probably had one leftover TV in the basement where the knob came off and you had to try to line it up. And what did you do? You constantly tried to change the channel to find something that was worthy of watching. Well, see, when we change the channel in our life, we want to create a story, not only that's worth watching, that you want to watch over and over again, because you love the story that's being built every day. And when we shift that identity, which is the main change of it, it's like, how do we change our identity to the identity? See, because remember, your desired result you want, it's there, it's waiting for you. You need the identity to get there. And what we did was, instead of just having me speak, we have amazing speakers. My wife will be a speaking, so you get to hear from from her perspective of someone who's been with a lunatic like me for all these years and her thinking about, you know, identity and shifting. And she's had tremendous amount. My son is 23, who's been in my world forever. He's a mind expert, accountability expert. He'll be sharing. We have Aaron that's going to be sharing about um, the identity of just understanding like time and management and things like this. This is the ultimate personal growth training. We got Mike Michalowicz coming out and he (laughs) always tries to touch all my stuff on stage. He's always touching things that I put out there. So I have to be very conscious (laughs) of anything. We have Kevin Harrington, original shark of Shark Tank. And what's going to be different about these speakers, Karen, is that there's so many business events and they're good. This is not a business event. This is me asking Mike McCallowitz, which I don't know anybody that's done that, and Kevin Harrington, another guy, Mark Evans, and everybody on our stage, how did you change your identity? What did you switch? What did you do that then took you from here to where you are today? That's really what you want to know because, you know, marketing today, you need it, but the stuff's changing every second of the day. Your mm-hmm. identity, oh, no, no, that's not changing every second. You get to build it, move forward, build it, move forward. So, um, and it's it's capped. It's in a it's in this two million square foot building called this Bell Building, and we have this auditorium. Can only fit three hundred people. That's it. It's not like one of those things we could add on to the building. 
right. it's max 300 uh, people in there. So if somebody's interested in it, and what everybody should know, Carrie, is at, at my stage in life, my wife's stage at life where we're at, like, that's, we're not doing this because we need this. We sold two high eight figure companies in the last five years. We're doing it because we are, we are fighting against um, what's holding people back. I'm watching people not get to their, their life. And I'm hearing the struggles and the pain and the, I can't pay this and the COVID that the stuff's gone. It's here. It'll be here, but, but the situation's gone, but people are carrying it like a backpack of pain and suffering. I'm going to cut that backpack right off. We're going to go at it. It's going to be a blast. We have a great MC that's coming in for it. Who's a a firewalking master, a juggling master. I mean, so if anybody is interesting, go to personalgrowth2023.com before it's sold out, because this thing will be the game changer. And I can't wait to have you uh, in the room. Carrie, because she's going to come out. You guys aren't going to, if you don't come, you guys aren't going to know how to even deal with her. Which you <laughs> probably can't anyway, because she's come no. off one life training, which is I watched the shift in, in her world through that. But after this, she's going to be on here, like bouncing off the walls and stuff. So get ready. That's awesome. Yeah. We are Love so it. excited and that, you know, for my husband to come as well, you know, because you know, he's like, what do I need to come? I'm like, it's not a business event. I said, this is about, you know, so much more. And um, so, yeah, we just cannot wait. And um, something I shared with the, with the One Life group as well is that we've been talking to our nine-year-old son about mind power as well, because, you know, he gets so caught up in that. And even at nine years old, you know, and so we've been talking about that. And he just said the other day, he's like, Mommy, you know, thank you for talking to me about mind power because I'm always talking to him about his thoughts and you know, where he's going with that. And it's like, you know what? You can't start that, you know, too young, um, you know, with your kids as well. So um, yeah, it's changing. Thank you for that. It's changing. We've have had people we talked into mind stuff that their kids have went to play like football teams and they they have never won before. And we have coaches actually bringing the concepts out of the book and these kids now that never won games are winning games. So I think, look, mind is at the point that that kid could even understand uh, a pen and a pencil of, hey, how you think is how things create. And if you look at the world today, I mean, how many of you wanted to be, I don't know, uh, Cinderella or a princess or a warrior or something? But through life, you people told you you could not be, and they started to hack your mind. Mm-hmm. And then the minute you know that you're in control of your mind, mm-hmm. oh, now you're warrior princess again, or you're a warrior guy, or you move forward in a new way, and everything changes. So I'm so glad to yeah. hear that. Yes. So no, thank you so so much, Mike. Uh, this has been amazing. So much great information. This podcast ran a lot longer than our normal ones, but we knew it would because we knew there was going to be so much information. And like Mike said, if you have not been making notes as you've been listening, then please go back another time and and re-listen to this and have your pen and paper ready and and start making notes because this is such powerful stuff. Uh, we'll put the notes, uh, the links in the, with the podcast as well. So it's personalgrowth2023.com to get your ticket. Uh, he still has the uh, early bird saving price on there as well. So it's an absolute you know, deal to get there. So please go check that out. And if you are interested in Mike's book, it's uh, go to fooddoggroup.com forward slash free book. So again, Mike, thank you so, so much. This has just been amazing. Uh, MJ and Elise, always great to see you ladies. And we will see you next time. Thanks for listening. Thanks. You have been listening to the ABC Business Show with Carrie, Elise, and MJ. Make sure you tune in next week.